Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Some of you, because you read ahead, you actually have an idea why today is special um, and uh, why today might turn into a thriller. Um, <laughs> but if you don't, we'll get there. Uh, as always, we, uh, we want to know context. We're going through the book of Colossians. Colossians is a book uh, written by the Apostle Paul when he was in prison in Rome. And he wrote it to a church that he had never visited but had been planted from the church he spent the most time at, a church in the city of Ephesus. And they were, they were messed up by people uh, trying to get them to, to embrace a complicated gospel and, uh, and lose their joy in the process. And in that place, uh, their, their pastor came to visit Paul. He's like, I don't know what to do with them. Just help me out. And so he wrote this letter, but he sent this letter with a guy by the name of Tychius or Tychius or Tychius, depending on how you pronounce your Latin. I don't know. Um, and Onesimus, a, a freed slave. And he sent them, and apparently he sent them to the city of Ephesus, the city of uh, Colossae, the city of probably uh, Philippi. These were written at the same time, but he may have also sent letters to the city of Corinth and, so, and the city of Thessalonica. And he did this little tour. If we could pull up those maps. Sorry, I know they're a little later on. There we go. And then the next one. These are the cities he visited. He sent them on a kind of a tour to re- read these letters to the people and to share what they had, um, you know, speak a word to the church. And so you actually see some similarities between these letters. But this letter to the book of Colossians is, um, you know, we've been going through and he's trying to bring them back to this simple gospel. Jesus did it. That settles it. Jesus was enough. Jesus is over every single situation. Anybody here, you faced a situation and thought and and you lost Jesus in the mix okay anybody seen a situation today okay anybody here in the third inning of last night lost Jesus (laughs) it's over right no there's this thing and he wants to settle once and for all in chapter one that everything is under Jesus Jesus, you don't, get, you don't get Jesus and something else to solve issues. You have everything you need for life and godliness in him. And so we come, but then the second half of all of these letters, it gets down and dirty. And he, no, who, so there's two types of people usually in church. There's the theoretical, theological ones. And then the people are like, I need it to work. Where are my practical people? Yeah. We're, we're in your sweet spot. We are in the practice. It's like, mm, I love that Jesus is over everything. I need it over this, right? And so Paul's like, all right, let's talk about the mess that's in y'all's life where Jesus is enough. And that's where he's going, all right? So let's back up uh, verse. So let's go back uh, verse 12. I think that's where I went to. Um, all right, verse 12 of chapter 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and love, dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. Even if any has, grieve, has a grievance against you, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love. We talked about this. Put on is like you put on a shirt. Why? Because love is not you. Anybody felt like you didn't have love? This morning, anybody hit the alarm clock and you're like, I can't do this. 
I cannot love the people that are in my household. And it's just a cat, right? You know, you're like, I have nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah just me. No, it, the thing is, if, if you're looking for, if your love runs out, it's because it's yours and it's L, the small L, love. His love knows no end. And in fact, his love only begins when ours stops, right? And so in this place, he says, put it on. Uh, anybody here struggled to put on clothes this morning? Like, you may have struggled, but you, you overcame it. Why? You're here. Some of the people online didn't make it that far. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, it's, it, it, it may not be straightforward, but you can do it. It's the same thing. Jesus, I don't have enough. I receive your love. All right. So what does that look like, right? Man, this tape is not taken. There we go. All right. So. Then let, just give in and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. Anybody here had relational lack of peace? Before the coffee hit this morning. <laughs> and then peace arose, right? According to your caffeination. No, peace, peace. Let it, let his peace trump whatever is the problem in the situation. Who here... Um, you texted somebody and they didn't respond in the first three seconds and you let something else rule. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I see that hand. Right, do you know what I'm talking about? Like you're letting something else rule. What does peace say? There's more than enough. My life is hidden with Christ and God. God, what are you doing? Maybe I need to intercede for them. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're hurting. Maybe they don't know. Anybody here received a text and it was ambiguous, but you made it unambiguous? <laughs> you filled in all the details because you have the gift of the discernment? That's not letting peace rule. Just saying. Let peace rule and be thankful. Why, why, why is thankfulness? This is why we're going to have a Thanksgiving. Why is thankfulness so key? Anybody here you get a little breakthrough in area and then you lose all your joy because you fixated on the next area you don't yet have breakthrough in? Thankfulness says, no, this is who God is, that I'm going to stand to what he has done and believe that that applies going forward. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you uh, teach and admonish one another Teach and admonish one another means that I actually let you speak into my life. How many people can speak into your life? I would submit to you the number of people that have the ability to speak into your life is directly proportional to the amount of health and life you have in your life. Anybody here, you're like, I just, I, you know, if somebody goes sideways and you're like, they're off the list right? You're like, whoo, nope, you don't get it speaking to my life anymore. Okay, mm, this is getting, this is going to get rough. Who here, they get to speak into your life until they mess up once and then it's over. You, you have a hundred percent level, right? Okay. Wow, that got awkward really quick. Uh, it, only perfect people get to speak into my life. Okay, okay. How close do you have to be to someone for them to see your imperfections? A hundred yards? 
300 yards? Outer space, right? I love people that are like, I only let Bill Johnson speak into my life. I always love it when people use people they do not know to trump the people God put in their life. Oh, you don't get to speak into my life because, because I saw you sneak chocolate last night. You don't have any character. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The word of God, I'm going to get real because God will put the word of God in the mouth of the person you have the least value for. Time and time again. Oh, it's so nasty. Oh, oh. And you know it and you know it and you know it. But you use their inadequacy as a reason to not annul the word of God. God's ability to, what? Oh, to put the pig back up. Yeah, we'll cast out the pig here in a minute. The Lord, no, God, listen, God will offend us by the vehicle he uses. Jesus rode in on a donkey. Some of y'all are living with donkeys. Jesus don't mind what he rides in on. Do you have the ability to recognize Jesus when he shows up? Because the degree to which you can is the degree to which there will be grace in your life. Selah. But then he says, I love it. He says, admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. He's like, we add, need to add a little, you know, grease to make it a little easier. Man, sometimes one of the best things you can do, anybody here, okay, these are my, my discerning people. You get revelation over people's lives, and God has gifted you with the grace to give it all to them. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Some of you are like, I did that. I did that. No, no. Listen, just because you see something, A, doesn't mean it's Jesus. Because we'll know a tree by its fruit. Oh, yeah, but I have a gift for discerning secret sin. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. As feelers, you know who you are because you feel it. <laughs> Um, feelers, we pick up on what is on people. That doesn't, that's not Jesus. You know how you can tell Jesus? Because his word begins in heaven. His word begins in who they are actually made to be, not in who they think they are. A lot of times as feelers, we discern the lie they believe about themselves. That's, that, that's why it says when in, in Corinthians, it talks about when the unbeliever comes into the body and hears the secrets of his heart laid bare, he will worship God. I've never heard anybody worship God when they were told, and by the way, you up into this business right here. No, they, it's because when they say you may have a history as an alcoholic, but that ain't who you are. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. It's not who I am. And it strikes the heart. We we need to be, just because you see a problem doesn't mean you hear Jesus. But also just because you see the solution doesn't mean Jesus wants you to share it with them. Yeah, but I'm his only emissary on the earth. Who has he in earth except me? I'm, but I have a heart of compassion. What if he's calling you to intercede for that person? Husbands and wives. But I know what they should do. Friends, parents, everybody. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, that's pretty all inclusive, do it in the name of Jesus, 
In the name of Jesus, it looks like this. As an ambassador, it's this language of an ambassador. An ambassador does this. An ambassador goes to the king. King says, king, what do you want to say to King X? He says, blah, blah, blah. He says, I got it. Hello, King X. This is what our king says. When you do something in the name of God, it's because God said to do it and you do it. Not because you say in the name of Jesus at the end. Anybody know that just because you pray a prayer and put in the name of Jesus at the end, it don't mean Jack? Jesus is like, oh, uh, can we take my name off of that? I had nothing to do with that. In the name of Jesus means it originated in the heart of God. And therefore carries the, carries the authority of God. And in the midst of that, giving thanks to, the God, to God the Father through him. Thanks is so key. Listen, you and I, if we are not walking in thanks, are probably walking in another spirit. I'm just going to tell you. It's a really good indicator on the dashboard of life. If we do not have gratitude as our primary thing, we have reason to belly back up to the bar of Jesus. Because gratitude means we recognize our source. That's free. So here's where I get into trouble. You guys ready? Okay. I, I, Paul gets me in trouble. It's all Paul's fault. I, want, I, need, I need some grace from you all. Because the verses we're about to read have been used and abused throughout the years. I need you to stay with me to the end. Give me a little grace that we're going to get somewhere perhaps that you've never been before. You may hear something you've never heard before. I need you, though, to listen with the ears of your spirit. Don't listen to some wisdom of man or, or to past understanding or past hurts. Listen for the voice of God. Can we do that? All right. So we're just like giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Oh, and husbands, by the way, you're at it. Love your wives. Don't be harsh with them. Okay, does anybody feel like we took a left turn at Albuquerque? Okay, this is really, 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 really important. If you read something and it triggers you, you're not reading it right. I'm just saying. If the fruit of reading a verse is, ah, you're not reading it right. If, the, if it's, oh, finally, honey, did you hear what he said? You got to submit to me. Woo, you're not reading it right. Well, then how am I going to read it right? What do we do? We look at context, right? Well, this, there's not a lot. We've been talking about what up to this point? Love, self-giving, humility, kindness, giving of yourself to another. That's our context. It's got to be that. If we read that and we hear, we missed it, okay? But that's not enough for me. But do you remember there were some other letters in this bundle that these guys were carrying? Guess what? He says something similar over in the book of Ephesians. So let's go over there. Can we do that? Chapter five of Ephesians. I really, guys, you don't understand how honored I am by your trust that I see. I see, because there's several of you all that are like, and I get it, and I get it. Thank you. Verse 21 of chapter five, it says, submit to one another. Oh, wait, no. Verse 22 says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. Who else are you going to? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands. And for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is Savior. That's not a lot better. I'm just going to be real. So I want to back up. And this, I'm, I need, this 
a lot hinges on what I'm about to tell you. There's a verse before this, right? Verse 21, what does it say? Submit to one another out of reverence to Christ, for Christ. Now, a lot of translations actually like to slap this together with the stuff that came before and not make it about this. And there are a lot of people who are like, ah, he didn't mean anything about that, about men and women. He just meant people in the church need to submit to each other. But there are men and women in the church. So what I'm going to talk about, about husbands and wives, is more than just husbands and wives, about men and women. It's not just, there weren't very many single people. So single people are like, what? What about me? Am I chopped liver? No, this applies to you as well. This is about men and women in general. Submit to one another. But, but a lot of times people don't like it being part of this passage, so they put it with the other one. In the Greek, there actually was no spacing between lines. There was no uh, the punctuation. They just had to guess where we put periods. So let's back up and read what comes right before. Verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. What is the Lord's will? Don't be drunk with wine, but which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit. Sound familiar? I like it. Come on. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Sound familiar? He's just copying and pasting, right? For in everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is really important. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't that sound like the end of a prayer? So that's a sign. That's a verbal cue that we're ending a little section before starting the next one. What's the next verse? Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, anybody learned this technique in school when you write a paragraph? You write the intro section, you write three sentences to, to uh, as a, as a, huh? The introduction sentence, then three words of support, three sentences of support, and then a conclusion. This is what's called an introduction sentence that declares everything you're about to hear is about how to submit one to another. That is the context. Now, when he says one to another, does that include male and female? Male and female. We are meant to submit to each other. Remember what I said is if people, when we allow people to speak into our lives, we are actually submitting to them. It's not about domination and control. This is so important. People, well, who's going to tell who what to do in this relationship? It's not about that. It is not about that. We have to go back to the garden. Oh. It's, people are like, we're going to be a holiday. <laughs> Genesis chapter 2, Adam and Eve. We'll go fast. Don't worry. Genesis chapter 2, Adam and Eve are buck naked and unashamed. Naked means they were utterly vulnerable to each other and it wasn't a problem. Anybody know that vulnerability in a relationship can be a problem? Anybody here had your vulnerability used against you in a court of law? Called your relationship? And you made a decision. I will never be vulnerable with you again. Right? Where are my people? Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm like, I'm like. All right, I was like, man, apparently I'm the only one. All right. What that is looks like is I cover up my vulnerability. Right? Clothing, right? I cover myself up. And they said we were naked and ashamed. 
The point of relationship is actually that I can bring my vulnerability out. I can bring it into our relationship and it won't be used against me. My weaknesses will not be used as a reason for, for you not to, dis, um, to dishonor me. You're, my weaknesses will not be used as a reason not to listen to me. Anybody here, you've given somebody feedback on how they are towards you. And they go, oh, you don't get a right to tell me. Like the ladies are like all of us. <laughs> the men are like, does that happen? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens in this point is they go. And so when they sin, there is a curse. You guys remember what the curse? What was the curse of Adam? The curse of Adam is by the sweat of your brow, you will earn your living and it still will never be enough. And but it's like, I can testify, yes. right? But what was the curse over woman? Pain in childbirth, where what was supposed to be amazing, powerful, wonderful, turns out to be hell on earth and kill women. Amen. The gift of God used outside of the grace of God will kill you. Just saying. But then it says this interesting thing. What does it say? Your desire will be for your husband. Now, ladies, now, if you haven't figured out, there's a difference between male and female. People are like, really? It's, listen, listen, biologically. Just on the level, they're just on the level of, of actual uh, uh, um, brain function and cell, they can tell your who you are. And it shows up and people are like, there's no difference. Now you might have attributes of you as a woman that are, are people are like, that's more masculine. You might have attributes like in our relationship. People say women have 26,000 words a day and men have 10,000. Yeah. Not in our relationship. <laughs> right? It's not black and white, but there are fundamental differences. And the reality is, every, okay, I'm going to use this not in a clinical term, but every man is a narcissist. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Have, I, 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 uh, I helped out um, when Danya was three, I helped out in the nursery with three-year-olds and they stuck me with the boys. And I was actually, I think I was with uh, Michelle Feliza and we were in there and they, we had three boys and my daughter is in there and she's not the most verbal, but they're having full on tea parties. They're discussing the weather. It's amazing. I walk in with the three-year-old boys and it's like, hey, I honestly thought we were in the mentally delayed classrooms. I did. I was like, I was literally starting to pray for these boys because what do the boys do? They've got a, v, they got a car and they're like, hey, they are not interacting with one another at all. They are just grunting. They're, I didn't hear a word the whole time. Like, yeah, there's no difference between male and female. <laughs> I don't know what you're smoking, but listen, in that place, I, I was like, what? Why? Girls, you, God designed you for relationship. It shows up. Now, ladies, every single one of you at some point said, I will never be friends with anybody ever again because women are scary. I get that. But that doesn't mean you're not wired for it. You're wired for it. And that's why you are vulnerable in a relationship where guys are like. <sighs> I love the line. Women think more about what men are thinking than men ever thought. <laughs> I love it when women, I've said this before, women will go, oh, you know, they talk to each other and they're like, oh, you know what he's thinking. And they're wrong. Because he's not. <laughs> Fundamentally. Women are like, what are you thinking about? Sorry, what? Wait, what? Where? Who? Me? <laughs> and, and so what happens is, is the man is just thinking about himself. And hey guys, let's be real. Forget about the women. We'll, I'll, I'll keep it real. I won't tell them this. But, but what do we do? We're like, eh. 
We wake up. We don't have thoughts about other people. We literally, it is the grace of God. Like we do life, right? We're not, women do relationship. We do life. We do, we do tasks. People are like, I am having a relationship. So guys, I'll tell you a trick. If you want to have a good relationship with the women in your life, turn it into a task and don't tell them it's a task. <laughs> Ladies are like, that is so tacky. Listen, you got to take what you can get. We can only go so far. This is so important. When, I mean, <sighs> am I giving away all the secrets, guys? Sorry. Uh, uh, mm. so, let's, let's, so, so the thing is, is that, is that men... The, the issue, so Paul is going to be talking to men and women according to our weaknesses, and he's going to be addressing those. He's not telling us a law of how to do life. He's just trying to figure out how the gospel fills up what is lacking. So let's go back to uh, Ephesians chapter 5. I told you I'd get through the whole Bible quickly. All right, some of you didn't believe me. All right, so wives submit, your, uh, verse 22, right? Wives submit yourselves to your own husbands. Why is that? Okay, I'm about to get real. Why does he say to your own husbands? I've watched this. Anybody here, you're in a relationship and you don't like what your, your man or woman in the relationship says. And you're like, can I phone a friend? I, I have had women come to me and tell me what I need to tell their husband. At which point I look dumb and run away. That's my task. I run. No. What, like, listen. I, I've, I've seen this. I've actually heard this from men. My wife wants me to be like you. Say that again. My wife, I've heard men tell me this. My wife wants me to be like you, Peter. Get your own. You already got one? Take it. No. Listen, listen, listen. <sighs> trying to keep it between the navigational beacons. You guys are going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Submit to your own. But I don't like him. He's dumb. <laughs> Testify. <laughs> He's wrong. Anybody here use someone being wrong as a reason not to listen to him? One of the things about men, ladies, I'm going to tell you this. Ladies, you all are master communicators. You may have figured this out. Us as men are not. No? Like literally, you all have thought everything through and then you have thought for three hours about a thing and then you ask us a question <laughs> that we've never thought about ever in our lives. It's like a pass-fail quiz. And we're screwed. It's over, right? No, the thing is, is you... So I'll, I'll see this as well. It's like, why couldn't you be like my girlfriend? Oh my. Well, mainly because I'm not a girlfriend. <laughs> when he says submit, he's saying, give the guy a chance. Listen to him. Give him a chance to figure things out. Give him a chance to give his input. It's very important that men and women show up. Why? Why is it, even as single people that you have, that you have the other gender in your life? Why? Listen, I get in a room with pastors and they're all men. And they'll be like, you know what we should do? And I'm like, can we phone a friend? <laughs> Couldn't we get some estrogen in the room before we all die? 
Listen, have you ever noticed wars are always started by men? Like women are like, can we talk this out? And guys are like, no, I think we kill them all. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, all the kids. You're like, seriously, listen, when both genders don't show up, bad things are going to happen. Yeah, and that's, I feel like that's something we've been pressing into is just how do you build a relationship where both are powerful and get to show up, right. right? Where both have a voice. Um, and I feel like, I feel like what you were saying about taking it out of the language of domination and control is so important, right, ladies? Because I don't know for how many years, I mean, that was the twist, right? That man somehow... Get to make all the decisions. Get to make all the decisions. Even though they can't find their way out of a box. Well, <laughs> and you just have to suck it up and just kind of go with it, right? So I don't feel like that's what it's, it's speaking to, It's right? choosing to be vulnerable mm -hmm. to a person. Mm -hmm. But to, to choose to be vulnerable to a person, you have to 100% believe they have your best in mind. Um... Can I back that up, darling? Can I push back to okay. this male and female? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I have bad this news. Is... I do not have 100% your best in mind. You don't. I don't. I'm a, I'm a broken person. I'm not, not a perfect person. If we hold perfection as the standard of me listening to you, giving you a voice in my life, I'm But do you know what I do know about you? What do you know? Is that you would never do anything to intentionally hurt or harm me. I know about you that you will do everything to promote me and push me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Even if I don't. This is so important. Mm -hmm. That she prophesies over me who I am, not, even when I'm not behaving according to mm -hmm. who I am. This is a key to relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I know that you are so much more for me than I would be for myself. And that gives me confidence to listen to you, right? Even when I'm wrong? Yeah. No, 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 but... no, 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 no. Hey, guys, hey, guys, go away. We have to talk about this thing. This is real, right? No, this is real. No, I want to say this. This is what it looks like even when I'm wrong. She stays in the conversation. She doesn't have to dominate and control me. But and I can push back. You can push back, but sometimes you push back. <laughs> No. Right? She pushes back, <laughs> but I push back too. We stay in the conversation. Guys, and I need you to know, as single people, this is key. You're like, you need people of the opposite gender you can have these kind of conversations with. Or even of the same gender. Yeah. Right? To have friends, to have roommates, right? That, or people who are like close enough who can like speak really hard things into you, right? And you can push back and forth. And, and, and it probably, especially as men, when we say something, it's not going to come through correctly. I'm just saying, we, we're, we're working out the language as you go, is that what you're saying? No. So Let me back it up. The, the example here that he gives us is the husbands are supposed to be like Jesus. So let's, let's read right? that through. He said, for the husband is the head of the wife, at a very ugly looking head, but anyway, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is Savior. Hear, hear, hear this. Head is not speaking of domination. That word is source. Source. So headwaters provide the water for the mm -hmm. river. Mm -hmm. In other words, my job as a guy is to provide for, not, not just financially, but to give away. 
right? You remember how I said the natural bent of men is narcissism? That's why people build man, man caves and they hide in there. No, is the nat is my am made to give myself the supernatural, for right? Yes. When Jesus is flowing through you, you're not self-protecting. Right? You're not hiding away. You I'm not are thinking not thinking about myself. You're not just thinking about yourself. You're thinking of how to make space <laughs> and make this life amazing for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, you would, like, time and time again, I would settle for something much less, and he would push me for something better. Right? Like, even with the car, right? I would have settled for something so much less, but he was like, no, you are the daughter of the king that has been entrusted. To, you know, well, to my care or whatever, and yeah. that you have pushed me to want for, for me so much better than I would have wanted for myself. And I feel like that's the heart of Jesus when he's the head, when he's the source, right? And that's the high calling that the man gets to walk out is to be that source of blessing and source of just all good things, and serving, right? And serving, <laughs> and it is only supernatural, guys. Birthdays come up. How some guys are already triggered. The only <laughs> Christmas way, is almost here. God knows how to serve what He wants to do for her. Mm -hmm. And again, guys, if you're single, you don't you don't have to be married. You can bless people, uh, women in your life. Women, you can do the same. It, this is this is not just about marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so and also wives should submit to their husband and everything. Now, when we say submit. Now, I have a question. Does Jesus dominate and control us? That's really key. They're like, you should submit to me like I'm Jesus. <laughs> like, what, how does Jesus work with you, right? So look at that relationship, right? He's super gentle. Patient. He's super patient, super kind. He's not, like, mandating all this stuff. He's, like, always inviting into an opportunity, right? And, in fact, the crazy thing is... The submission piece is actually this. Ladies, you know we always knew that, right? Men, <laughs> no, no, the reality is if I am giving myself for her, she stands on my shoulders. In fact, that's what Paul put earlier in the book of Ephesians. He built the church on what? The apostles and prophets. People put them up here. No, they're at the bottom. As a parent, the children stand on top of you. Some are like right on my face, right? No, this is the point is submission is actually allowing yourself to stand on as a woman on, on some of, as the men are giving you grace. Mm -hmm. So you're actually elevated, right? Not dominated and controlled and put in a kerchief <laughs> and just subdued, right? But actually elevated and empowered well and and some some um i, I want to say this is that sometimes because a woman's d need for relationship and needs in life have been used as a means of control there's been some interior vows i will never need you mm -hmm. i will never need you because you're going to use my need f against me mm -hmm. and we are made to need one another got very quiet so husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. All right, guys, we're going to be doing a little uh, crucifixion a little later. Who, you know, I dedicate this to Masha. <laughs> guys, if your love doesn't look like self-sacrifice and giving your life up, that, 
the degree to which that's how you love is the degree to which she can be vulnerable and submit. <laughs> but what I see is this. Oh, yeah, when you're perfect, I'll submit to you. Oh, yeah, well, I'll give my love for you when, you're, when you submit to me. I'm sorry, am I reading people's mail? <laughs> but we both come from our side and ask God to fill us and give us, put on love. I don't feel any love towards you. Put it on. So, and then he says, to make her holy and cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. What Not is he the doing? wife, right? Yeah, uh, no, no, the, the husband is, is oh washing my the water. Okay. She's like, Okay, ladies, <laughs> but he didn't speak it perfectly. What is he talking about? He's actually referring to something. In John 13, do you guys remember? Jesus washed their feet, mm-hmm. right? Why did he wash their feet? Because in the ancient world, you walk through the streets and it's full of disgusting, disgusting things. And so Jesus, that was the worst job. That was the job for the slave. Like you, you drew the short stick. You ended up washing people's feet. He's washing people's feet. Jesus does it. And they're like, no. Remember, Peter said, no, you can't. He said, dude, you just need your feet washed. You, don't, you already had a bath. You're good. He's like, because, and a little bit later, verse, chapter 15 of John, he says this, you are already clean. Why? Because of the word I spoke to you. Okay. Now, ladies, I'm going to get real. Any girls, y'all been up in your feelings? Just a little bit. No, the reality is, guys, most of us guys are not up in our feelings because we don't have any. (laughs) Right? No, no. But no. And and, but listen, this this goes for men and women. When we're up in our feelings, how smart are we? (laughs) Not at all. Right? We need people in our lives, men and women, who are going to look us in the eye and go, I'm going to tell you a little bit of truth right now. But it doesn't feel true. That's the washing of the water. Because when our feelings are messing us up, we are covered in dog doo-doo. We need someone to wash it off. We need to be vulnerable with people to allow them to speak that word of life into our lives And if our standard for allowing people to speak in our lives is perfection or being just like me, we will always miss out. And the result to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain, wrinkle, or any blemish, but holy and blameless. When when Masha speaks the word over me or I speak the word over her, we're saying to each other who God says they are. I remember one time I, uh, I uh, confessed some things to Masha that should hurt her very badly. And do you know what? She looked at me. She said, I forgive you, but that's not who you are. Do you know that, that that set me free in a way like nothing else? We need people in our lives who are more convinced of the truth than we are, about us than we are. And we need people who will go to bat for us when we are our own worst enemy. And the reality is that only happens through diversity. Diversity of gender, diversity of life. Why? Because anybody here, like, okay, like I said, like all the pastors get together and are like, that's a great idea. And I'm like, can we call a woman, please? Please? 
right? We need people that are different in our lives because they are going to see things fundamentally differently because they're not deluded in the ways we are deluded. Every single one of us in this room is deluded in something. There is some area of life where we do not understand. And if we surround ourselves with people who think exactly like us, we are all going to die on the same Titanic. We need people in our lives who are fundamentally different. And it starts at the level of male-female. That was God's grace. He, he was like, you can't run away from diversity. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to fill the planet with people who don't think at all like you. Whew. Okay. We talked a lot today. What I want to say is, I didn't want to give you all the answers. What I wanted to do was to rip up all of your answers. To drive you to the foot of the cross to drive you to Jesus, that perhaps you and I are not seeing things the way he does, that there are people in our lives, male, female, there are people in our lives that we need to give vulnerable, we need to be vulnerable with to hear, to get a new perspective, that we need to learn how to love and serve one another in our differences, not just in spite of them. I'll say this again. Um, I've become, uh, a lot of my life, I've been a Bible answer man. If we could have the worship team come up. I've I've been a Bible answer man. I've been the person who had all the answers. You asked me a question, I gave you an answer. I'm starting to realize, Jesus told me recently, he said, Peter, when you do that, you actually stop them from coming to me. I gave them a question so they would come to me. And you've allowed yourself to become a mediator. I don't want to give you answers. I want to make you uncomfortable in the answers you have so you'll get new questions and belly up to Jesus to get the answers. Because the reality is, I probably disrupted most of your relationships (laughs) today. But that's a good thing because that's when change can happen. We can stand. Father, I ask you to convict us in the areas where we have made ourselves an island, not allowing other people to speak into our lives, to convict us of the areas where we have used other people's differences or inadequacies as an excuse to reject them, to reject them speaking into our lives. So Lord, I ask right now that you would give us courage to let you speak through the people you've given us. We love you, Lord. In your name, amen.